Welcome to the She's Electric podcast. We're in the business of helping you to be your best self. Click subscribe so we can help you have more money, more success, more love, more laughter, and more time for you. I'm Pia. And I'm Kaya. Now let's get on with this episode. I have come across a study that has completely reframed my relationship with stress. And I'm buzzing about it. So I am reading Stephen Bartlett's book, The Diary of a CEO, which I am really enjoying. There's some really, really nice takeaways in it that I've already been able to integrate into my life. And this is one of them, right? It was the University of Wisconsin. They did a study on stress where they spoke to 30,000 people, which is a really significant sample size. And they just asked some simple questions like, how much stress do you experience in your life? And do you feel stress is harmful to your health? Right? Then eight years later, they just checked public health records to see who was alive and who was dead out of that group. And so unsurprisingly, they found the group that were in the high stress group had a 43% higher chance of dying than the low stress group. We all know stress is corrosive. It's really, really bad for your health. But the people who were in the high stress group who didn't view stress as being uh, harmful to their health, they actually viewed it as being their engine, it was the thing that pushed them forward. They had the lowest risk of dying out of the entire group. Super interesting. Isn't it? So it's, there were people who just didn't really have much stress in their lives. Now, this is me putting my own nuance on it, my own context around it. But I I feel that the people who were experiencing stress, but something kind of pushing them forward, they had purpose in their life. They were moving towards a goal and they saw this pressure or this stress as something that was propelling them forward. Whereas the people in the low stress group, they might have been very disengaged with their lives. They might have just not been very connected to a a higher cause or something that was getting them out of bed every morning. So they had a higher risk of death. What the study proved is that stress is an unavoidable part of our lives. Like it's going to be in all of our lives at you know varying levels throughout our lives but it's not about removing it altogether it's about reframing our relationship with it and in the book he talks about there are two types of of pressure one is if you look at people who are living in ukraine right now and they go outside and they don't know if they're going to get bombed they, they don't know where their family are that is a horrific form of stress and a horrific form of pressure that is very corrosive on the body But what most of us, the stress that we experience most days is actually, it's positive pressure. It's pressure because we want something. We want to have that job. We want to have the career. We want to have a nice family life. We care about our kids. We care about our relationship with our partner. And we start to get stressed over these things because it's not going the way that we want it to. So this type of pressure, it's a privilege and to reframing your relationship with it, to, to view it like that. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, as I was thinking about this topic mm. that we were going to be talking about today, there was a couple of things that came up for me. I think the first is to do with physical stress, and it's to do with the way that I work with my body as a yoga teacher. The way that I look at it is that stress, if you use stress in the right way, it's good for your body because you can build mm-hmm. strength. What you want to avoid is you want to avoid strain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And strain is when you're overstressing and you're getting to the point where you can't come back from it. So it's like the elastic is 
not even necessarily yeah it's not snapping but it's like you've over pulled it you know you could get Mm -hmm. that sensation with your hairband where it just like over stretches yeah that's what strain is I I think that you can use stress in a way that is very positive and that is to push yourself it's about understanding what is that kind of point of tension Mm -hmm. at which you're pushing yourself to a level of discomfort but you're not going into a kind of an emotion of feeling unsafe that's what you were describing about people who don't have their basic needs met and w- but we can see that in our own lives if you push yourself into a situation where people often use the phrase sink or swim if you overstretch yourself and you overstress yeah. yourself you put yourself in a position where you don't feel safe maybe you will fail and yeah. that that failure again coming back to the reframe perspective, as you were talking just then, what I was thinking is this is all about mindset. As you were describing that study, it's like the difference between those people is their mindset, the way that they are viewing the situation. And the same comes with failure. Some people can fail and it will destroy them and they will create Mm -hmm. an identity of being a failure. Other people will fail and it will be an incredibly strengthening experience because what they will realize is that they survived mm-hmm. and they will reduce their fear around failure and once it's happened you lose a bit of the fear and you continue running towards it stress is one of those things that it's useful to note that it's arising mm-hmm. and then how we decide to check in with that and how we decide to interact with it is going to be the thing that's going to determine whether we're using that stress or Mm -hmm. whether that stress is is using you. And I think the other thing that came up for me was I I obviously thought about the experience that I have had recently with losing my son. That is an incredibly stressful experience for anybody to go through. And as you mentioned there, the piece about purpose – the, the strongest mechanism for me to manage that stress mm. is to always keep coming back to this must become the most important thing that ever happened to me. Mm. It must become that. That is, that's a place of honor. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. talked about that privilege, that's a place of, you know, sitting in that gratitude of the existence of his life and saying, I must honor it now by yeah. using the experience that I've had for greater good. Absolutely. And isn't that a much more uplifting thought to have rather than drowning in the grief of what has happened? I think uplifting is an interesting word. I would offer empowering. Yeah. I was uh, working with a client yesterday and I was referring to my favorite equation, which is, you know, event plus response equals outcome. I was challenging her on some thought patterns where I said, you are saying the event is the outcome. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what about this critical piece of information here about the response? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's always the case with stress is even if you're in a situation, for example, like a war, right? There will be some people who the injustice of that or the desire to the heightened state of stress for the safety of their family, rather than it crumbling them into a kind of fear, they will become incredible leaders and they will do things that surpass their wildest expectations of what they thought was possible for themselves. That is possible in any situation of extreme stress like the one I'm in right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is that, there is that breath in between where there's the ability to respond and once you start to get laser focused on that and you start to pour into the response, 
rather than focusing on the event you're empowered to to influence that I like that you use the word empowered because you've just reminded me of a it's a mental model that I've heard spoken about which is you can view the world in two ways you can view the world that the universe is out to get me the world's out to get me everyone is I need to protect my back life is hard things like that or the universe actually loves me and it's sending me what I need even if I get a rejection it's actually a redirection and so we can't prove if either are true we will never prove this we cannot prove that the universe is a a negative force or a positive force if we believe that it is a positive one how much better is that going to make our experience going through life definitely and it's it's that very challenging position that I find myself thinking about often it's almost becomes a horror conversation when you're saying the universe sends you what you need and I'm like but how could I need this who are you to say what your higher purpose is in this life and again it always comes back to that question of faith yeah yeah and you've been saying this from the start that you can't choose what happened to you the only choice you have in this is is your mindset and it's the same with the people in in that study they were all experiencing stress but the ones who chose to believe that it was actually propelling them forward they were the ones who actually benefited from that it was the mindset shift that actually led to them living longer which for me has just completely blown my mind another little thing that just popped into my mind when I was in Montenegro before we came here the water wasn't that good so we'd have to buy these huge like five litre containers Mm. And we lived on the third floor of this apartment block. At the beginning, I would be like really annoyed having to go up and down the stairs, carrying buggy, carrying Luca, carrying the bloody water. And actually, I listened to a podcast while I was there. I can't recall, but it was talking about strength training for women. And it gave me this reset where every time I was walking up and down stairs or if there was an opportunity to carry something heavy, I would be like, yes, this is an opportunity to build strength. Uh-huh. And that has really served me in since then. And it's funny how these things happen to us in our lives, because I've thought about it so frequently since everything happened with losing Luca is that I have this real obsession at the moment with making my body strong and building strength mm. because I feel like I need the embodiment of strength. Yeah, it's an energetic embodiment. Since mm-hmm. then, I've been really, really focusing on putting my body actually into states of stress, not mm. strain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And recognizing that I need to recover in between that, but I am deliberately doing strength training and really pushing my body. My husband's been doing like really intense handstands like every day. (laughs) There is a lot to be said for pushing your body into states of stress. Absolutely. And you've just reminded me that our drive for comfort, this, this constant seeking out of comfort and avoidance of discomfort, it's slowly killing us. And I can see that in every area of our life. It's killing us in terms of the foods that we're eating. So yeah, okay, we want convenience foods, we want ultra processed foods, and they're slowly killing us. The way that we drive everywhere, we don't do any exercise, that's slowly killing us. We're sitting down all day, we're watching Netflix. It's all these things. I know now, right, so nearly four years into my business, that those first three years, I was seeking comfort. And I was 
put myself in this little cocoon of comfort. I was spending all this time in Canva, making sure everything was absolutely perfect. And I wasn't actually (laughs) getting out there and reaching out to people and having conversations and letting them know. And in the last year, I have had more discomfort in this year than I've had in, I'd say, the last 10. And the rate at which my business has grown and the rate at which I've grown, the rate at which my relationship with Stephen has grown, like all of it has just accelerated because I stopped being afraid of discomfort. It's beautiful what you're saying there, because what I'm hearing you say is that you're just replacing that word stress with discomfort. Yeah. It's easy to say, oh, it's so stressful to do this. It's so Mm -hmm. stressful to do that. I mean, people say it all the time. And funnily enough, I challenged one of my clients yesterday on this exact issue. Is it really hard or is it just uncomfortable? Yeah. (laughs) Is it really difficult or is it just uncomfortable? That's the judge talking again. It likes to talk in those really ambiguous terms like I have no time or it's really hard or I'm so stressed. (laughs) Let's write down what's causing you stress. And when you actually look at it, it's actually not so bad. Absolutely. It's that mindset piece again. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that you do really well that I've loved is you condense these really big ideas into words, just like a sentence. So when you introduce the word ease and flow to me, so I say that to myself all the time. If I'm getting very stressed over the day and I'm getting worked up and then I'm like, Pia, what is it you want? How do you want to feel? Ease and flow. And then I, it just, it's that little jolt that gets me back to there. And so the thing that I've been saying is pressure is a privilege. So I was in a bit of a funk the last last 13 days because I was supposed to have finished up in my business and I ended up, I only finished up two days ago and I was getting annoyed over the whole thing. I was like, I'm not going to get any maternity leave. I know I'm just going to go into labor early and blah, blah, blah. And then I read this piece on pressure is a privilege. And I just kept saying that to myself. I was waking up in the middle of the night, busy brain. And I was thinking, Pia, why does this matter so much to you? Because you care. You care about your client experience. You care about being in a relaxed state for the labor. You care about giving your baby the best possible start. Like all of these things are positive stress that you actually want to have in your life. I am privileged to be in this situation. And it was just a really nice reframe when I was awake at like four in the morning. And I was like, yeah, pressure is a privilege. And it just took away a little bit of the kind of the spice of the stress. Beautiful. I absolutely love it because you're right in challenging yourself about those thought patterns, because the pressure that you're experiencing or the the discomfort is that you've got so much work and you've made so much money. And basically... (laughs) Those are the things that you wished for. Exactly. When poor little like uh, discomfort avoiding Pia was sitting on Canva and no one knew about her business, I would have killed for this. Right. And it's this, I mean, I'm sure so many people can resonate with what you're saying because we want these things so much. And then when we get them, we get consumed feeling stressed about them rather than being in the energy of privilege or rather than being present to what that experience involves Mm. and recognizing that this is really stressful. Every every time you say it, you can also challenge yourself and say, is it? Am I safe? Mm when you were talking about those little phrases just then, the one that we talked about a few weeks on the podcast, I've been using it with so many of my clients recently. What I find very interesting about it is the phrase that I've been using with them is that you are safe and all Mm -hmm. is well. And I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking about the fact that there's a lot of stress right now in the news and in the world. 
and people are absorbing it. There is this heightened state of stress mm-hmm. that I'm witnessing people bringing into every aspect of their life. It's very important to recognize the state in which we are existing because part of that state is influenced by the environment. I don't watch the news and I don't listen to the kind of news programs. I am really removed. If you do have a practice of watching the news and being in all of these things, the way that you are being impacted by this, the way that you're being impacted in this is that it is seeping into your body, this stress and this fear and this tribalism and this sense of being unsafe. And that is beginning to create stories. That mindset aspect of what we were just talking about is beginning to play out in other areas. I have no elevated level of stress, I would say across the board Mm -hmm. in clients that I'm working with. When we've picked it apart, it's been a similar exercise to what we're doing right now. It's self-inflicted stress. It's the situation that they're in as part of their job. There's nothing abnormal happening. There's something abnormal happening in the world right now. There's Mm -hmm. nothing abnormal happening in their immediate circumstances. It hasn't changed their life. I've had a really big problem with the news since COVID. And I used to watch the news and I really felt it was part of me informing myself. And it was during COVID, I just felt it was about selling fear. Because if you look at the psychology behind a positive message versus a negative message, a negative message is something like, 70% more likely to get someone to click versus a positive message. And all of these news and media outlets, they're playing to people's fears. I love to inform myself, but I educate myself using online courses that's going to give me new skills that I can eventually go on and I can charge my clients for. I can add it to my toolkit. And like you, I am aware of these things going on, but can I change them? No, I cannot change them. Can Is me sitting at home worrying about them and feeling hopeless about the world going to help me come up with solutions in my own little field? No, it's not. It's going to make me feel hopeless. So I've had to drown those things out. It's been the best thing I've ever done because I was riddled with anxiety because of all these external messages that were just feeding in. That's a great um, point to make about the anxiety and bringing people's awareness to the fact that it's a bit like the food topic that we covered on the pod about realizing there are these external forces out there that are putting things into the environment that you're in they're extremely addictive emotions are addictive we get very addicted to positive and negative emotions and fear is a very addictive emotion it's important for people to challenge themselves about what are the emotions that you're addicted to as you know I am a big fan of Joe Dispenza and Mm. I am absolutely devastated because he is doing an in-person seven-day retreat in Mexico in December that I was hoping to go to with my sister and the tickets sold out literally so fast they sold out in about 15 minutes she got a ticket I didn't didn't. I know so I'm delighted that she's going um and you know what it's one of those to be it'll happen exactly the ticket will find you Right. And actually I have got, I've got a really important job starting just before that. I'm very interested in his work. For those of you guys who need the context, he is the world's leading expert in meditation and mastering your own energy for healing. A lot of his work is focused on physical healing, chronic disease, processing trauma, those kinds of things. He's a doctor and his books Mm -hmm. are filled with research. And also at all of his retreats, he has people hooked up to all kinds of monitors. Mm -hmm. He has been the facilitator of the most extensive research into the 
physiological impacts of meditation and of mastering your energy. One of the things that he talks about in his book, Becoming Supernatural, is don't watch videos of things that you don't want to happen to you. And uh, the news is that, right? So in on his retreats, you're visualizing and getting the getting in the energetic state of that future self through doing that you are becoming more and more familiar with that energy and thus attracting those things that exist in that state towards you and the thing is is that the opposite practice is also true if you watch the news and you go into a state of fear your body starts to become tense you start Mm -hmm. to become afraid like I said to you I am noticing these patterns happening with clients of fear Another pattern I've been noticing emerging is victim, saboteur. And you mentioned the word before, helpless. That's how people feel when they watch the news about these really extreme external events. They have this feeling of being helpless, which is the opposite of empowerment. So the longer that you spend thinking about those things and feeling helpless, the more familiar that energetic state is becoming and the more that you are going to attract scenarios in which you can go back to that state into your life whether it is that you're having an interaction with somebody at work and you feel helpless or you're talking to your boss about something and you feel helpless or Mm -hmm. you start to absorb a situation that your friend is going through or a member of your family is going through and you feel helpless, the energy snowballs. And so back to another of my favorite concepts, radical responsibility, I'm encouraging everybody listening to, to think, how do you want to feel and what are the things that you are doing right now that align you with the way that you want to feel and what are the things that don't? Exactly. And I ask people at home, join me on this journey because I am about to jump into going from one child to two children. I'm going to have those first days of no sleep. All the things that people say is like, the most stressful experience is going from one child to two children. You get no sleep, you feel awful, adrenaline, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to try and reframe this and go, this is everything that I've ever wanted. I'm able to take time off. My business is still operating. I'm going to have a new baby. I'm going to be able to cocoon down with them. Even looking at the labor, I'm, I'm trying to reframe the labor as this is me getting to step out of my comfort zone and really test my body. And it's the gender reveal party. And it's a gender reveal party. We don't know what this baby is. So what are the things in your life that are causing you stress? Is that negative stress? That's really corrosive and it's killing you. Or is it positive privilege? Is it is this something that is actually moving you towards something that you want? Are you getting stressed because you care about it so much? What a beautiful reframe for us to end on. So we're sending Pia all of our vibes of a (laughs) speedy, peaceful birth. And we can't wait to find out more about the gender and support her as she leans into pressure as a privilege. Very special time. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. I'm going to be saying that when I'm in labor. Pressure is a privilege. Thank you for giving us your time. Did you know that you could change someone's day to day just by sharing this episode? Our mission is to help women. We all want more money, more success, more love, more laughter and more time for ourselves. Women Helping Women is how we're going to get there. 